Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Galatians Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Monica. And we are so excited for today's episode. We hope you enjoy and have a great week. Now let's get into it. Merry Christmas week. Yes. We are so excited for Christmas and to celebrate Jesus' birthday. And today, as our fun element, or should we say what we're talking about first? Today is the last week of our series, and we are talking about Prince of Peace, and we are super excited um, to talk about that. But first, we are going to do some Christmas trivia. Yeah, can I just say, I'm always excited for Christmas, Mm -hmm. but this year, I don't know, I feel like I know it's not about the gifts, don't get me wrong. It's about Jesus, but I did a great job picking out my family's <laughs> gifts this year, and that just makes me oh, so like giving. Happy. Oh, yes, yeah, I giving. love. Yeah, yeah, I was, I just like tried harder, and as I'm getting older, I can like, like since I can drive now, I can go to stores uh-huh. by myself, so my mom doesn't have to pretend like she doesn't know. It can get more creative mm-hmm. and stuff. I was, yeah, I was very sure. creative this year, so I'm pumped for that. But yes, Christmas is on Friday, so we're recording on a Friday. So that means Christmas one is week away. T minus, we're just going to say six days because Christmas Eve is fun too. So, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but let me just preface this before we get into the trivia. Lauren and I are probably going to fail this. We did 4th of July <laughs> trivia one time and that was a big fail. Yeah. So um, we're going to switch off asking each other questions and we'll just see where this takes us. It's going to be an adventure. I also need to give a disclaimer that we were trying to record. We always record like a little test run to see if our microphone is working it was a little scratchy today so if you hear scratchiness it's not your phone it's probably our microphone so yes. apologize for that but yes maybe season three we'll try and get a better <laughs> setup yeah we're, we're brainstorming we're working with what we got and jesus likes it anyway <laughs> okay so lauren question one when was the term xmas not christmas xmas invented like a specific year or can I give like yeah a- just kind of like when and like what it kind of means like why is it xmas hmm I literally feel like I saw this on instagram this week mm-hmm. okay this is wrong but the first thought okay you know that um John Lennon song that's happy christmas but it's happy xmas uh-huh in parentheses war is over uh-huh that one that's what I first thought of so like I'm gonna war go time uh-huh okay. so I'm gonna go war time and I'm gonna just I'm, I don't know why exactly but oh wait no wait <laughs> this is bad already um doesn't it have to be with like greek something greek Okay, yeah, actually. Wow! So, while you might think the shortened version of Christmas is a modern creation, it actually harkens back all the way to the mid-1500s and the Greek letter X, which is the first letter in the Greek word for Christ. So, obviously, I can't pronounce it in Greek what Christ is, but the Uh first letter of the Greek word for Christ is X. Okay, all right. I was close. I'd give myself a Oh, yeah, you got the Greek. I would not have gotten any of that. (laughs) I just feel like I saw that, and I sometimes I have a photographic memory. Other times I Mm -hmm. can't remember what I ate for breakfast. (laughs) But this morning I had donuts, so I do remember that. Nice. (laughs) Okay, true or false? Christmas was once illegal. Oh, in the United States? Yes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that that's false. I don't think it was ever illegal. It's true. Though you may find it surprising, the answer is yes. From 1659 to 1681, 
the Puritans, did I say that right? <laughs> did not allow Christmas to be celebrated. Going that is so sad. Far as to officially outlaw celebrating the date. Stand up for Jesus's birthday, people. Yeah, if your town is ever like Christmas is illegal, we're stand up Christian? for. We need to go back to history. Okay, oh. I have history next quarter. Yeah, to be fair, I haven't taken history. Why are all in these couple years? <laughs> okay, true or false, Lauren? George Washington loved eggnog. Okay, see, this is where my statement wouldn't apply because it's not shocking if he did or if he didn't. Like, mm-hmm. you you don't know. I'm going to go false. This one is true. The founding father even had his own boozy recipe where he <laughs> forgot to note the number of eggs needed but included the instruction taste frequently. I've never okay. tried eggnog, but Me the too. fact that it's like raw eggs is a little scary. <laughs> this to might me. be unpopular opinion, or I don't. I feel like I don't think I've ever met someone that loves eggnog. Like, no. and I know that they like, have like okay. an eggnog latte at Starbucks, which maybe that I'd be more apt to get uh-huh. that than just like drink straight eggnog. Last year for Christmas, we got like holiday flavored jelly beans because I love jelly beans; they're so good. Mm-hmm. And one was eggnog, and it kind of tastes like bubble gum. It was really gross. Hmm. I, I'm not a bubble gum person, so. Okay, this is about the colors. Oh, okay. What two things make red and green popular Christmas colors? Oh, I feel like I should know this. No, it's, I wouldn't know this. Is it random? Yeah. Does it have to do with, like, Jesus' birthday? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Give me a hint. Um, one's a beverage and one is a, not a beverage. (laughs) Oh, I have no, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Do you know that this website is reliable? Because this one's a little weird to me. <laughs> no, I don't okay. know that it's reliable. What is the website? The answer, uh, countryliving.com. I oh, mean, that's like, yeah. 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 Okay. The answer is Holly and Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola doesn't make sense to me, but Holly does. Because Holly's like a Christmas Well, actually, thing. yeah. But Santa was around before Coca-Cola. Weren't they? I know they're used in Coca-Cola. Santa is used in Coca-Cola's Christmas commercials a lot. There's a shirt at Target that is so soft, and I almost bought it, but I didn't. And it has Santa and Coca-Cola on it, so. All right. Lauren. Yes. How many Americans buy artificial Christmas trees? This is like a percentage, basically. A percent, or you could give me a number. Okay. Um, this one is going to take some logical explanation because most people, not most people, but like if you live in the Midwest, it's going to be harder to go cut down a real Christmas tree. Yeah, but you could also, or it's not always cut down one. They have Christmas tree lots. That's true. And like they have them at King Supers, you know? Mm. That's not where I would get my tree. And there's a lot of places that have mountains that you like wouldn't think That's about. That's true. I'm going to say... Or pine trees. 60 to 70% of Americans use artificial Christmas trees. Okay, you're actually pretty... It was 80. Oh, okay. So but I, you knew it was more a higher Well, amount. like, all my friends and all my extended family use fake ones, so I just kind of assumed... Right, so this <laughs> says, in 2018, 82% of Christmas trees in American households were artificial, um, while over 95 million households households displayed a Christmas tree, according to the American Christmas Tree Association. I want to work there. Okay. I can't actually vouch for this because I see um, the title in this one. I've never I've never used an artificial or what am I saying? I've never used a real Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're more messy and hard to put up with though. <laughs> Cuz you have to hang the lights yourself, and you have to right. like put everything on and then take it all off and then the pine needles fall on the yeah. floor and 
Yeah, we had it last year, and we I this was kind of illegal because you you get a permit to buy one tree. We we went up to Winter Park, and we got one tree, and it was so good. It fit perfectly in our house, but it died before Christmas. And we did like research, like how to keep it alive, and it died before Christmas. We had to like haul it out, and we ended up putting our old artificial tree that's kind of like the lights don't work anymore. We had to just do Christmas in the basement with that tree. But I cut down a miniature one, which obviously was illegal because we had a permit for one, but it was tiny, and I put it on my my little monster truck <laughs> anyways <laughs> tell that one lived so long it huh. lived forever anyways interesting okay, our this next question yeah okay our next question is how fast would santa's sleigh have to travel oh my gosh how fast would santa's sleigh have to travel to deliver presents oh, to all the children in the world really fast is it in the thousands oh way higher oh is it it less than million are you serious? Oh no, it's reloading. Wait. Oh no. Oh wait. Oh my Is gosh. it like 10 million miles per hour? Hold on. I can't. How do you get back to you? I don't know how to work your phone. Oh. Oh. Wait. Wait. wait, wait. Okay. Is it like 10 million okay. miles per hour? It Where is. is it? <laughs> Six million miles per oh, hour. Oh, so I wasn't that far. No, off. you were good. But originally, I was like. Is it more than a thousand? <laughs> I was gonna say like five hundred originally. Okay, but they're also taking in like time zone differences, which I think affects it as well somehow. But still, if you think that's like really fast, it's fast. Okay, <laughs> I think I think seventy five miles per hour is fast. <laughs> when I'm driving on the interstate, I haven't. I don't think I've ever driven on the interstate by myself yet. I haven't because it's just. 70 miles and an hour. I don't really like ever need to go anywhere mm-hmm. on the interstate. And in my stick shift car, like while I'm gearing <laughs> up, there's just cars going all around me. And, yeah, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Christmas meal. Do more Americans eat ham or turkey as their main course on Christmas? Um, this is kind of a trick question. I'm gonna go ham. The answer is both. Oh, though sometimes hotly contested whether ham or turkey should take center stage on your christmas dinner menu americans eat roughly the same amount of each protein in total amounts consumed during the holidays according to time huh i don't like that answer but okay so Um, both here's oh (laughs) here's a fun fact we don't eat like christmas dinner like we don't do anything fancy we just eat whatever we're like it's just like another normal night Mm-hmm. So, we usually oh, do something more fancy. at our old church, we used to go to the Christmas Eve service. I mean, we still do in our new church, but uh, our current church. At our church in Texas, they would give us, like, a muffin and grapes when we left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if it was because we used grape juice for communion instead of wine. Uh-huh. So, I don't know if it was, like, another way to, like, mass-produce communion because you, there was like, there were a lot more people that mm-hmm, would go to the Christmas mm-hmm. Eve service. Yeah, but you like took it home with you. So me and Allie would always get excited to eat our muffin and grapes, crepes or grapes. <laughs> but muffins like, seem harder to mass produce than I know little cracker I things. That's weird. Now that I think about it, it was good at the time. Great memories. <laughs> <laughs> Grape memories. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> um, our next question is: Out of every ten people. How many Americans celebrate Christmas? Out of every 10 people celebrate Christmas. Oh, this is a good answer. Well, Christmas, I don't know how many of them actually know, like, the truth of Christmas. Right. I don't know. But just, I'm going to say. It's meaning, like, celebrate it as a holiday. 
Okay. So, like, instead of, I feel like, like it's not as high America. as I think it is, but I'm going to say seven or eight. Nine in ten Americans. Oh. Celebrate Christmas, according to a 2017 study. Um, and f- around 55% consider it a religious holiday. Oh, okay. While 33% think of it more as a cultural celebration. That hmm. doesn't equal 100%, but okay. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. 55 plus 33 is 88 but that's just of the people that they, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Christmas spending. How much do Americans spend on holiday shopping? And the, the way that they calculated it, they gave a total, but they also said how much per person. How, how many, wait, what? So how much do Americans spend on holiday shopping? How much money goes towards Christmas shopping, basically? I thought the question was, how many Americans holiday shop? And I was like, what? Like, money-wise. Okay, per person, I would say... Oh, I don't know. Because it could be, like, a lot or not that much. Because there's, like, different groups of, like... Like, you could be coming... You could be counting, like, the rich families and then the, like... Low yeah, there's some families. people that go off mm-hmm. Christmas, and then there's some people that spend more during the regular season of the year and right. do less at Christmas. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say average 300 Okay, per- and then how much total do you think America spends on Christmas? Oh, my gosh. Um, is it in the thousands? What do you mean? No, it Total, it's like America. Oh, oh. How much money does America spend on Christmas? It's in the millions, right? Higher. Are you serious? (laughs) Okay, so the answer is Americans are estimated to spend an average of $942 per person on holiday (laughs) gifts for a total of more than $1 trillion. Oh my gosh. Okay. So ending on that note, (laughs) ending on mass spending (laughs) during the holidays. A lot of moolah. Wow, that's insane. I thought I thought 300 was stretching it like. 300 per person yeah i said thousands and i was like no i mean it adds up quickly but that's like holiday spending so although 942 would be more gifts like think about all the candy all the food all the that's true christmas wrapping tape scissors to wrap gifts gift sacks like all that type of thing christmas trees christmas decor yeah that like it adds sense. up pretty fast. That makes more sense. Unless it is just talking about gifts, but I don't know how they'd calculate separate the two. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, that was quite the. So just a <laughs> reminder: Christmas is not about materialistic things. It's about Jesus. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yes. Um. So today's episode, have we already talked about this? Yeah. So Prince of Peace. It's yes. the last one in our series studying Isaiah nine six, and we are super excited. Yeah. So. Today is, like she said, Prince of Peace. And to open up this episode conversation, I'm going to just drop this point real quick. So this year has been kind of chaotic for people. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking more about that in next week's episode for the end of the year, which we're also very excited about. So make sure you listen to that. But I always do that. I like inhale and then choke (laughs) on air. Oh my gosh, I'm a mess. Okay. Um, in the midst of all of the chaos that this year has brought and just life in general, I mean, not, it doesn't just stick to this year, literally every year, life in general is messy and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. So I think we talked about this in last week's episode as well with Everlasting Father, but Prince of Peace also applies like Jesus is eternal, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So all of his characteristics are also eternal. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the year brings, no matter what year it is. 
he is the prince of peace. Yes, and the prince of peace. Like, when you think mm-hmm. of a prince, like, a prince is that highest, you know, I mean, king, but we already had the... Yeah. Um, Jesus is king. Yes, Jesus is king. Jesus is every part of the monarchy because he's just that cool. (laughs) No, but like the prince. So you think the prince is really high up there Mm -hmm. and he is like the best of the best. And Jesus is the best at being a peacemaker and bringing peace and offering peace. Yeah. And I know that Lauren and I have both had our fair share of just like worries and fears about everything. Um, But throughout those anxieties, both of us have really had to lean on Jesus and learn that just distracting ourselves doesn't do anything. It's really when we surrender those anxieties and fears and accept that peace that Jesus offers, that's when we can really conquer all those fears and those anxieties. And when we really truly trust God and trust the peace that he gives us, that's when we can get rid of all of those evil Mm -hmm. thoughts that come into our heads. Yeah. The next thing um, that I thought of when I think of Prince of Peace, because um, I feel like all of these phrases are kind of unconventional, like everlasting father. You don't really hear those two you know, put those things put together. together. Yeah. yeah, Prince of Peace. Like you hear Prince, you hear Peace, but Prince I mean, it's of very peace. poetic. But yes, exactly. It's very <laughs> biblical. <laughs> yes. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thinking about that phrase, the first thing I kind of thought of was sometimes I picture the world as just like a spiraling ball. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, everything's chaotic. People rush around. And this isn't just, this is like not even thinking of 2020. Like a shot of New York in a Hallmark movie. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just in general. So not even 2020 at all. Like this every year, every day, we live in a chaotic world. And that's Mm -hmm. just how it is. God talks about that in the Bible. And it's supposed to be like that because we're broken and sinful. And not that being busy is a bad thing all the time. But It can get chaotic and it can get stressful. And I think when people are stressed, they get mean and then it's just this whole mess. But so I was thinking about that. And the first thing I thought of was the song Silent Night because it's just it's almost like a lullaby. Like Mm -hmm. we sing that at the Christmas Eve service at church Mm -hmm. and it's just so powerful. It's one of my favorite moments because everyone's quiet and everyone's singing and it's just this beautiful Uh spray. Uh With your candles. Yes, with the candles and the the lights are off and it just feels so peaceful. Yeah, So Mm -hmm. Silent Night is about Jesus. It's not about a silent night because that's just, it says, um, you know, it's talking about the, the story of Jesus and the story of Jesus being born and how it was a silent night. And I think that's really symbolic for how Jesus is the peacemaker, because when he came into the world, mm-hmm. it's calm and everything is just, I, I picture it like it's like light and airy and it's mm-hmm. just so delicate. And I think that's a good visualization, at least for me, um, of how Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Yeah. And we shouldn't, obviously just celebrate that on Christmas because he's the peace in our lives every single day, moment after moment, hour after hour. So just taking that into account. And I also want to talk about how peace from Jesus is different and it's special because you don't need to earn it or receive an invitation to accept this peace and you don't have to RSVP to (laughs) accept the peace. Um, that's what's so great about celebrating Jesus's birthday because we just have this peace and we can just rejoice and be glad in it and just thanking God for sending his one and only son who brings us this perfect peace. And that's just so cool that we don't need to earn it because we just have it. And that's what's so cool about Jesus's birthday. We can just celebrate it. Yeah. 
I'm going to tease our end of the year episode just a little bit now because it's still relevant to this, but Mm -hmm. we're going to touch more on that next week's episode. So like I said earlier, don't miss that one because we're very excited. But um, (laughs) I think that you hear the phrase mindset is everything a lot. And that's completely true. But also mindset kind of reminds me of just like humanness, like my mindset and my mind is kind of more of a human term. But if your mindset is on Jesus and you bring Jesus into that mindset, then it that's how you achieve that peace that everyone's talking about in the Bible. And what you hear, like I said, silent night, like the peace that you achieve doesn't come from you just shifting your thoughts. You have to put Jesus into your mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think we hear mindset is everything and think, oh, just think positive. But even if you're thinking positive, you're not going to achieve peace and calmness if you don't put Jesus in that yeah. mindset as well. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like we have to identify what is bringing us this unrest and what's robbing us of that peace, what's mm-hmm. keeping us from accepting and experiencing this perfect peace that Jesus brings us. And we have to obviously pray to the Prince of Peace. We have to pray about it and ask, like, what's holding me back? But we also have to surrender that and surrender the unrest to Him and give up everything that's holding us back from this peace. And Psalm 4, 8 says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And what's so cool about that is a lot of us are up at night thinking about what we have to do tomorrow. But it said, the Bible says tomorrow worries about itself. And tomorrow will worry about itself. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need to be fearful of what's to come. We don't need to be um, uneasy about what the past has held and what what we've done wrong. We can just surrender all of that uneasiness to God and pray to the Prince of Peace and ask for this peace, accept this peace that is graciously offered to us. And then we can lie down and sleep in safety. Yeah. I think peace is such an important topic and we hear this even like in the secular world. Peace is just a worldwide known phrase and I think it's something that a lot of people are looking to achieve and looking to find. Yeah, everybody's like, I need, we Mm -hmm. should strive for world peace Uh and it's like what everybody wants. Because what I talked about at the beginning about the world being chaotic, we want peace. That's what we long for as humans. And I think the American dream. Yes, exactly. That's instilled in us. And honestly, if I'm being brutally honest, we're never going to achieve perfect peace until we get to heaven. That's just how the world works. But that doesn't mean that we can't find some peace in the craziness of the world. Because like I said, Jesus came, Jesus brings us that peace. But true peace, what everyone longs for, isn't found on earth. And so when people say world peace, we want to achieve world peace. That's great. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we're going to mess up and it's not going to be peaceful world forever. Last. Yeah, the world So that's important to keep in mind, but also Mm -hmm. not to say that Jesus can't bring peace because he absolutely can't. And I think that it's part of the world to be chaotic and messy because we're human. And if the world was perfect, then there wouldn't be a need for heaven. This is not our eternal home. So I think that um, while everyone is looking for peace and to some degree, you're never going to find that until eternity, there is still peace that is found in Jesus. And that peace is just as calming as, you know, what everyone is hoping for. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way I phrased that. Yeah, that segues perfectly into a verse that I want to share. Yeah. 
So the verse is John chapter 14, verse 27. And it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And what stands out to me so much is that Jesus says, I do not give to you as the world gives. And in such a materialistic time like Christmas Mm. and this past year with just the political unrest, racial tensions, COVID scares, all of that stuff, um, we have to remember that Jesus doesn't give like the world. He gives he gives us peace. He gives us that peace that's eternal. And it it's not worldly peace. It's not worldly happiness. It's that true and forever lasting joy and peace. And so we don't need to be afraid or troubled because this is it's a divine peace. It's not a worldly peace. Yeah, I think going a little bit backtracking a little bit, just to what I said before this, I think that everyone is looking for that peace and you're not going to find perfect peace until eternity like i said however there's no way to achieve any peace at all unless you have jesus and jesus brings what we're looking for what our human hearts are longing for but on an eternal perspective like jesus is eternity heaven is eternity all of these things combined are eternity so we long for that and there's just some things in this world that we can't get until we get there but the fact that Jesus brings them to us where we are right now until we get to go be with him, I think is really special. Yeah, something I was thinking about is like, if you bring cookies to a party, <laughs> right, you want people to eat them. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want people not to like them. You don't want people to just ignore that you slaved over them and baked them mm-hmm. for the party. And Jesus offers peace and he wants <laughs> us to take it. So take it, accept it and live in that peace because he's offering it to you. And and it, just like it's insulting if people don't eat our cookies at the party that we brought them, that sentence was so bad. <laughs> if people don't eat the cookies we brought to the party and yes. we're insulted by that, Jesus is the same way and he is offering this peace and he wants you to take it and yeah. really just embrace it. So yeah, also I think that some people look to peace as the wrong perspective. I think some people view peace as perfection. So when we say we want world peace, what we're really asking for is world perfection, which isn't achievable, obviously, in this human life. But peace is more than that, I think. And I should have looked up a definition so I could have actual, like, dictionary proof of the definition of peace. But, I mean, peace is not perfection. It's not the same thing. Peace is calm, and peace is just kind of this stillness, kind of like silent night, like what I was saying. So it's a little bit different than I think what we're expecting when we hear peace, because I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Okay, peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. So yeah, so oftentimes that's the other thing. Peace is like correlated with war, like Mm -hmm. war is over. So that's Jesus has already <laughs> won our war against the mm-hmm. devil. And as long as we just hone in on that perfect peace, all that the, the world has is imperfect peace. Mm-hmm. And we are often look to the news and we look to all of these storms in our life, but that is so imperfect and that is the war. But Jesus has conquered all of those things and he doesn't give to us like the world gives. He yeah. gives us the perfect peace that is already one. We have that tranquility in him and we can have peace and hardship. And even in years like 2020, because our if as long as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the offer, as he offers that perfect peace, then that will outweigh all of the worldly things and the wars that are going on in our lives. Yeah. 
Um, peace is such an important topic that it's mentioned 230 times, 30 times in the Bible. That's the NIV translation. So it's a little bit different. It's probably but, mentioned 230 times in this episode too. I feel yeah. like all I'm saying is peace, peace, <laughs> peace, peace. Because it's that important. So. Yes. If you learn anything from this episode, look to Jesus for peace, <laughs> basically, Jesus because is he the is only, the prince of peace. Yes. Jesus is the only place you will find peace in this yes. chaotic world. Um, should we share the Bible verse that we both have in common? Yeah, so we plan these episodes separately. That's something new we've sort of been doing, which I think is better for me because I often think that I can just go with what's banked in my mind and I really can't. So <laughs> we've been planning separately, but then we get to come together and record and it's great because we think alike. So here's a verse that we both wrote down. You want to share it? Yeah. Um, so the verse comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, and it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Yeah. So something that I thought of that verse is it's just, it's such like an anthem that we should speak over ourselves, but also just everyone in our lives because it says, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And that's just something so good to share with the world and share with everybody. Post on social media, speak it over your life, speak it over your friends, pray about it. It's just such a good anthem and um, kind of like motto to live mm-hmm. by. Just that knowing that the Lord of peace gives us his peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another verse that I have is John sixteen thirty three. This kind of touches on what I mentioned earlier, but... This verse says, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but that's a different translation, but it's okay. (laughs) But take heart, I've overcome the world. So Mm -hmm. that's important because Jesus knows that this world is chaotic and messy. And Mm -hmm. he also knows that he's bigger than that. And he wants us to know that as well. So, yes. Um, The Bible also talks, just as Jesus is a peacemaker, we should be peacemakers too. And that comes Mm -hmm. from Matthew 5, 9. I don't have the verse, but it just talks about being that peacemaker. And I want people to come to me and be confused of why I have so much peace in such a trouble and dark world. But it's because the peace that we have in Jesus, it surpasses all understanding. So nobody can understand it. Why I have joy in this dark time, I don't know, because of Jesus. Yeah. I want people to question that and come to me and be like, why are you so content and calm, joyful, and have peace in this chaotic world? Why do you have a sense of calming in the chaos? And it's because of Jesus and the peace that he has that does surpass all understanding, which is um, Philippians 4, verse 7. Yeah, I think you want your life to reflect. That's why we say be like Jesus, because Mm -hmm. you want your life to reflect what he is, who he is. Yeah. And not that you're going to be perfect. You won't be perfect because you're human, but you want to try as best as you can so that people who don't know Jesus look at you and see something different and wonder what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. Um, Another verse that I have is 1 Peter 5, 7 which says casting all your, that's not right. Sometimes these, this is from ESV. I got this off li- online and normally my Bible is NIV. So I have these verses like memorized. And so I say something different, but cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't say peace in it. Like we have 230 times in this episode, but um, it is about the same topic and 
anxiety is kind of the opposite of peace. Right. So we want to cast those on him because he cares for you, because he's going to carry those for you. Yeah. And yeah, that's that verse. Yeah. Go ahead and share your next one. Okay. So, oh, another thing I wanted to mention. Um, a couple months ago, I guess, we did our Galatians study. Or that was the beginning of season two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which been... it was a couple months ago, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Beginning okay. of September and of August. That's weird. Um, yeah, so Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. So, so on. Yeah, yeah, so on and so on. So peace is a fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and I wanted to throw that in as well. Yes, that is very important. And obviously, we are called to live by the fruits of the Spirit. So Mm -hmm. if peace is one of them, and obviously, Jesus is the best example of living by the fruits of the Spirit, because he didn't make any mistakes, and he is that perfect example for us, then we should probably share peace as well. (laughs) Yeah. So my last verse is from Romans 8, 6, which says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace, which is exactly what we mentioned earlier. Like, you're not going to find that quote, perfect peace in the world. Only mm-hmm. You're only, only going to find that peace. in Jesus and eternity and mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah, the flesh is not going to offer you the same things that Jesus offers us. I kind of like how ESV translate that as um, to set the mind on flesh is death. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool because when we talk about eternity, that's like we have a new life. We have a mm-hmm. new life in Jesus and that's our forever. So I think that's cool because... As we've said a couple times, um, this life is temporary. Yes. So now moving on to songs, we have a couple in this episode. We have a lot. (laughs) Yeah, actually. But some of them we've shared before, but they're so good. And yeah, so we're going to share them all. This first song is my favorite shower song right now. It's just, (laughs) it's the best. So this is Into the Sea by Tasha Layton, which says the verse that I chose. Or Oh my gosh, I do that every time. Well, it is a verse (laughs) of the song. Yeah, the lyrics, that's my my music brain coming out. It's just confusing (laughs) because it is a verse, but Mm -hmm. we also talk about Bible verses. Uh When I read music for like choir or praise team, it's like verse one, verse two. So Uh I say verse, but it's actually a lyric. Yeah. I'll try and get that right eventually. (laughs) Um, Though the mountains may be moved into the sea, though the ground beneath might crumble and give way, I can hear my father singing over me. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that one's so good. (laughs) (laughs) The song that um, I have is Peace on Earth by Austin French, and it says, The birth of freedom, the death of fear, in a manger, Christ is here. Let there be peace on earth. And then that's kind of the beginning of the chorus. Let there be peace on earth. Nice, nice. I think I've heard that one before, but I'm maybe not. <laughs> um, my second song is Rescue by Lauren Daigle. Mm-hmm. And the lyric, I got it right this time, <laughs> is um, I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It's true. I will rescue you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously we've talked about how Carrie Underwood's album is very good, mm-hmm. her Christmas album, and this is her first ever one, which shocks me completely. Me too. Anyways, the I lyrics. <laughs> The lyrics are, let there be peace, peace to every nation, let there be hope for all the world to see, let there be love and joy to all the children, let there be peace on earth for you and me. Okay, we said we had a lot of songs for this one, so my next song (laughs) is Peace Be Still, and I didn't write who it's by, so I'm sorry, and we'll put it in the Spotify correctly, but Peace Be Still, I think it's by um, Bethel. Maybe Bethel. I'm not sure. Um, Peace be still, say the word, and I will set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Okay, so Peace Be Still is the Belonging Co. and Lauren Daigle. Yeah, so good. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then I'm gonna say one again because Monica's last one is mm-hmm. truly the highlight of this episode. Right. Um, so mine, this is a recommendation from my mom. Um, because I was asking for favorite Christmas songs because I couldn't think of anything. And because I have so many. I have so many. So my mom suggested Oh Holy Night, which is a classic. And there are so many singers that have covered it. But I really like the Josh Groban version. I think it's really good. So. And drum roll, please. Okay, just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so the last song. If you haven't heard this song, you need to go listen to it right this second. It is kind of depressing. I will not lie, but I think it's hilarious. Quarantine Christmas by Aaron Todd. And I've realized that there's a couple Quarantine Christmas songs because I was trying to find it on like Instagram the other day, you know, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find this specific version, but this is the one I like by Aaron Todd. And it's just like Quarantine Christmas and a lonely new year. And it's kind of depressing, but it's it's kind of funny as well. You have to embrace it. It's a short song. It's only like two minutes and 30 seconds, but it's worth every second. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So we wanted to end the episode in how our church ends every service. Ser- service. Thank you. I was yeah. going to say sermon, but I'm like, that's not what it is. Service. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>